The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. Happy Monday if you're listening to this right when it was posted. So I'm recording this intro the night before the episode goes up, April 10th, a Sunday, and I didn't give you an all an intro last week. I apologize. Things have been busy, but I will catch you up on that, what's been going on the past couple weeks. And then we'll get into the main episode. It's going to be a chatty solo episode all about clubs and dental school. I may have done this topic before, but I think I have new perspective and more information and updates to bring to it. So I'm going to talk about which clubs I've been actively involved in this school year, my D2 year, and what my roles were and everything. And then why I think you should get involved. What are you What can you get out of being in extracurriculars, clubs, and kind of an only if statement, (laughs) only get involved in clubs if, and then just some like added benefits that you don't really think about necessarily when getting involved. That's what we're going to cover today, but before that, I wanted to do our weekly catch up. I will jump back to two weeks ago since we missed one last week. So looking at the end of March, that last week of March, I had as the stuff like every night. Monday night, great expressions came. Tuesday night, we had a Zoom with Midwest Dental. Thursday night, we had Dental Dreams come. And then I had a District 6 cabinet meeting. Thursday night, I had a suture workshop for AWD, And then I had a podcast guest recording with a really awesome female dentist. She is just so cool. She's a mom. She has been like a consultant for private equity companies looking to purchase dental offices. She's a pediatric dentist and she's just a startup CEO as well of a company related to like medical translation. So all of that we will cover in future episodes when it's posted. I think it'll go up sometime in May, but very fun episode and a really great connection to make. So that's one of the reasons I'm so grateful for this podcast, all the connections I can make with people. And that week I also had a lot of bar classes looking at my calendar. I joined a bar studio. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet. So bar is just like a type of workout. It's basically strength training. I would most compare it to a typical bar class, but they also have yoga and half bar half yoga hybrid classes they also have hit classes they have like kickboxing hit classes so there's a mix of things offered at the studio so I feel like I can go four or five days a week and be able to still have a little bit of rest in there depending what workout I'm choosing and they have a really nice student package the one here in Ann Arbor where it's discounted for an unlimited membership for three months like a semester package so that's what I'm planning on doing once my like new member period expires but I've been loving that and I think it's really getting me into better shape which is so important for dental school and working as a dentist to take care of yourself and to be strong and have core strength and upper body strength and stretch and just treat your body well because dentistry is such a physically demanding career. And this past week, so the first week of April, nothing too notable because we're going into finals, which I can mention in a future episode when I do my semester recap. But 
I've just been studying for finals, so I had more bar classes and more going on with ASDA and extracurricularly. We had SimLab like usual. I also had radiology rotation, my last one of the semester. I recorded with another podcast guest, and I had another dentures lab where I was able to finish my projects for the semester, get everything turned in. So now all I have left is our written final exam, and I think I'll have to remediate our practical from a few weeks ago where we were designing an RPD on a cast because I did the clasp system essentially backwards. Like I had it facing distally, the clasp tip to engage, but it should have been facing mesially. So it would really give you the complete opposite results when you're looking at like physics and mechanics of the RPDs. I would assume that was a critical error and I'll have to remediate, which is okay. It just, I wasn't thinking straight in the moment. And then in the evenings, to let you know what was going on extracurricularly, very on theme for this episode, Monday night, we had an open house. The University of Michigan Dental School did, so it was over Zoom, so students could come in and learn about the school from admissions officers, I think some students, from the financial aid office, and then they had, this is where I came in, they had rooms available, like Zoom rooms that the students could bounce between representing some of the student orgs. So I was at a Zoom room for ASDA, so we got to answer a lot of questions to pre-dance. Actually, a handful of you that listen said hi and mentioned that you come from the podcast, so that was fun. And then the next night, I had a Christian Dental Association, our last Bible study of the year that I led, and then we had a social at Strahan, which is like a really nice lunch, brunch, breakfast cafe here. And it was in the evening, though, so they made, like, specialty appetizers for us and, like, a specialty latte. It was really nice. And we were presented by a financial, like, accountant, a CPA. That's the right word. And then it was sponsored by a dental supply company, Patterson. And then the next night, I had a dinner with my executive counsel for ASDA, so the six of us um, plus me. And we met with two representatives from the Michigan Dental Association, the MDA, to kind of go over our plan for the year, update them, let them meet the new board members that weren't on board last year, just kind of continue our relationship with the Michigan Dental Association. Then the next night, I presented to a pre-dental club in Texas, of course, over Zoom because I'm in Michigan. And on Friday, we had a really cool lunch and learn in the middle of the day, actually at lunch for once, through Alpha Omega, the dental society that I'm in. And it was two dental one's faculty here but they're married so they're Dr. Golden and Dr. Golden Um, and they have a private practice that they work for that specializes in cosmetic dentistry now they kind of talked us through the three offices that they've had and how they transitioned from family to both to just cosmetic and what you can kind of look for it was the theme was like you're graduating now what Like, what should you look for in associate contracts? How can you be a marketable associate and make people want to hire you? How can you make the most of your time out? What's good CE to take? When do you know if you're ready to start taking the advanced CE, like implants or sedation? So all of that was answered during that lunch and learn, and I had a really great time. And then that evening from 3 to 6.30, I went to a local food bank and clinic here called Hope Clinic in Ypsilanti, Michigan, which is just a neighboring town of Ann Arbor. And some of us ASDA members prepared dinner for the food pantry there. So 
we cooked a bunch of tacos and fed 90 people dinner. So that was really fun. And then it was a very volunteer-heavy weekend because Saturday was our Give Kids a Smile Day, which is through the American Dental Association. They're the ones that provide some of this funding and resources and the initiative itself. But most dental schools, I don't want to say all because I don't know for a fact, but I think pretty much all dental schools do a Give Kids a Smile Day. And ours was this past weekend, so yesterday. And it was really, really great. Basically, D3s and D4s provide care. And then D1s and D2s, like myself, were assistants. And we saw one child in the morning and then three in the afternoon, actually. And they provided us some breakfast and some lunch in between the appointment sessions. There was just under 100 kids that we saw with 150 of us volunteers, as well as staff like in dispensing and sanitizing and also faculty, dentists. So there were peds, dentists, perio, general, everything. And it was really great. It's basically a free day for dental care for kids 4 through 14 in the community. And today, I had bar. I took an online final for our tooth movement class. So I have two classes done. Tooth movement and practice management are complete. And then we have three, two finals this week left, I guess, now that I got that done. I have advanced restorative. That's also an online final. I have an in-person final on Tuesday for periotherapy. And on Monday... Coming up tomorrow, I have my last SimLab practical. We're making bridges, a bridge for 19 through 21. The teeth will already be prepped, so we just mix up the PMMA, put it in the stent, contour it down, and call it a day. So hopefully it's one of those good lab days and not a bad lab day. And they're bringing in the Therapause, so like the emotional support puppies tomorrow as well from 12 to 1 at school. So I'm excited for that. They always bring them in around finals time. And I'm doing a Zen Flow Yoga at the bar studio tomorrow night. So I'm really looking forward to giving myself a little mental reset tomorrow because I did study a lot on this past week and I studied all day today when I wasn't at bar and doing something with a family member. And then the rest of the week, other than the online final, the in-person final, and the practical, I have an ASDA event Tuesday night. There's a financial company coming to present to us at Pizza House. So we get dinner and there's usually leftovers so you get to take to-go food, which is perfect for finals week, you know. And that night, Tuesday night, I have another podcast guest. I'm really trying to rack them up this week and then over break because I was actually running out as you know I do like every other week and I usually kind of bulk record them and then schedule them out based on whoever I recorded with first but I was out come May so I needed to get some more guests recorded so that's what I've been working on for you guys and then I have a haircut a bunch more bar classes we're doing a zoom for um AAWD members so women dentists and it's going to be like a clinic orientation because we do have an orientation the day we get back from break as we are transitioning into clinic but apparently it's not very helpful so the upperclassmen are doing one for us kind of teaching us how to do everything which is really good because I'm actually having a opportunity to start scheduling patients so I got my patient pool Um, on Friday and I was able to look them up on my remote desktop onto MyDent or Axiom is the actual platform but we renamed it MyDent at our school 
MI, like Michigan. That's kind of where that comes from. But I was able to look up all the patients, kind of see what their needs were. And I guess it's pretty common that the patients you get from the D4 graduating are really like the recall patients that don't have any active needs. So they might end up having caries when you do their exam, and then you might need to do restorations going forward, but they don't have any noted uncomplete treatment because it's part of the D4's grade to like finish necessary treatment if they can and if there's something like oh they need to finish the steps of their RPD or something that's going to go to the D3 rising to be a D4 unfortunately and then as the summer goes on and the semester goes on I'm able to request for patients for my test case requirements and everything that I don't have because currently my patient base doesn't need any crowns doesn't need any restorations doesn't need any dentures complete or RPD or anything so Unless they have anything present when I call them in for exams, I'm going to just be putting in a lot of requests. And I also have some family and friends that said they want to come in. Hopefully I can get some of them in this summer and get some practice done and get them some treatment that they need. But we're allowed to start scheduling tomorrow is the roundabout way of saying that. So I'm interested to learn how to schedule patients and start calling people up to try to bring them in the first couple weeks of May when we can start seeing patients. Hey, if any of you listening are in the metro detroit area and you don't have a dentist and you want to come get discounted dental care at the school please let me know you can email dental download podcast at gmail.com and we can get you registered as a patient at the school and you can come in and i can clean your teeth we can do everything pretty much other than like implants obviously orthodontics anything specialty would go to the specialty clinics but i can get you a referral to those too so if you're in the area, let me know. And yeah, so looking ahead one more week so you all can be super caught up on what's going on. So like I said, practical, final, online final this week. And then I have Thursday and Friday to study. We have our normal dentures quiz on Friday too, but that's not a big deal because we have that every single week. And then the next week we have school still Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we're on break. And across those four days, we have seven finals. I think two of them will be online. One of them for sure is. One of them, the guy, the professor is still in between. So we'll see. But all good there. And then I'm heading to see Justin in Indiana where he lives and works. And then I'll be back here for the Michigan Dental Association Conference. It's their annual session. So they're voting in our leaders for the state of Michigan. So that's the trustees, that's the treasurer, positions like that. And we're also voting on any resolutions to their stances on things. So myself and Tommy, the VP of our ASDA chapter, we are the voting delegate myself and he's the alternative delegate so that's the big recap 15 minute recap I don't think the episode's going to be too long this week so hopefully you're all excited to hear a little bit more about dental school and my club involvement and my advice to you guys when it comes to clubs and dental school All right, so if the question is, why should I join clubs in dental school? What's the point? I'm already in dental school. I'm not trying to, like, boost a resume. And that might be true. That might not be true. It really just depends if you're applying to, like, a residency or not. But either way, 
that's not my case. If you've listened to the podcast before, I'm going to be a general dentist is my plan, hopefully going right into working as an associate as soon as I graduate. So I don't necessarily need like leadership, resume builders per se. I think my hiring will just be based on personality and fit to the office as well as my clinical skills. But I'm just going to share first off the clubs that I'm involved in, especially what I was actually involved in my second year because I kind of did a swap. I joined one club this year that I wasn't in last year and did not rejoin a club that I was in my first year. Nothing particular against that club. I was just trying to save money and limit what I was a member of. But I mean, I'm still in so many. I'm in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which I don't think you need to be in seven clubs. That's just kind of how it worked out based on what I was interested in. But the first one, of course, that I've talked about many times and even in this intro a bunch of times is ASDA the American Student Dental Association at my chapter I'm involved as well as in District 6. So my first year at dental school, I was the pre-dental liaison for our chapter and then I was elected the events coordinator. So that started around this time last year up until March of this year. So about a year of that role and then I was elected the chapter president starting again this March up until next spring. I will be serving as a chapter president during my second year. While I was a chapter events coordinator, I was also a couple roles for our District 6 cabinet. I was the editorial director as well as the communications director. And then for AAWD, American Association for Women Dentists, I was our D1 rep, which we elect once the D1s are involved for a semester so it's really just the last semester of d1 year that you have that position but that was my position first year and then second year i've been serving as the vice president and we just had our elections like a few weeks ago and i ran for and was excited to be elected for social chair i'll talk about that more in my semester recap because there's a reason I'm not interested in being president of everything even if let's say people did want to elect me for that who knows if that would happen but I didn't even want that anyways so I can talk about that in the semester recap episode that'll be up in a few weeks once I'm done with finals and everything and then club number three is the Christian Dental Association that I also talk about a lot. I'm going based on like what I have leadership in if you haven't gathered. So our Christian Dental Association, I was just a Bible study CDA member goer my first year and then they needed help with leadership. So I said, sure, I'll try to help. So I've been a study leader for this past year and I'll do that again next year. Our format is usually... D1s get added into leadership when they're going into their second year and then you're a leader for two years and fourth year you still like come to everything that you want and you're involved but you don't have a formal leadership role just with how busy people can be with boards with traveling for interviews whether it's residency or jobs or maybe they're getting married or they're buying a house like they're just preparing to move on with life so it's hard to make sure that they can come to everything. So that's why our leaders are usually our second and third years, which will be me next year still as a third year dental student. Club number four is the Dental Student Business Association. I don't have leadership in that. 
And then I'm in Alpha Omega Dental Society, which I mentioned. I do go to the e-board meetings because I have a tiny, tiny, tiny role where I help out as the D1 transition committee. So basically, I make academic preview slides each semester for the D1 class. So when they're going into their fall term, I would be putting on a Zoom with two of my other classmates and we run through each of their classes, give them tips, let them know like if the exams are hard or easy, are they multiple choice, are they written, advice for practicals, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm also a member of CDS, Cosmetic Dental Society. I don't have leadership in that either. And I haven't had much complaints about that, actually. I really like that one this year. This is the one I swapped, if you will. I did Special Care Dentistry Association my first year. And then this year I did Cosmetic Dental Society. And they had a really cool speaker in the fall semester, a dentist from the area who's an alumni that I personally really liked, so it was good to get to hear from her. And then this semester they had a hands-on workshop where the past president of the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry actually flew here from Oregon and did a CE presentation as well as a CE hands-on workshop, so that was amazing. And then the last one is SPDL, Scholars Professional leadership development or something I wish I knew what the acronym stood acronym stood for obviously not on leadership for that either if I don't even know what the acronym stands for but essentially that is the kind of school-wide book club so there's faculty in it as well as dental students and we read a leadership or self-help self-improvement book each semester and we meet Usually like once every four or five weeks, we break the book up into chunks and like discuss it. I honestly haven't been around those meetings at all this semester. I haven't had time, which is a big bummer. I still got the books, like I'm getting my money's worth in that sense of paying dues, but I haven't had time to read it and I haven't, I've had conflicting meetings whenever they're meeting, but I'm still glad I'm in it and I'm still going to keep trying to do it every semester because I like the idea of it and it would be lovely if I could actually read a book each semester and better myself in that way. So next up, I'm going to talk about why I think you should get involved. What are some of the advantages to being in clubs in dental school and how it kind of adds to your education outside of the curriculum. So I told you about the clubs that I was in, all seven of them, and the leadership roles that I have. Obviously the ones that I have leadership in, I spend a lot more time on. I go to like every event rather than just some, but I feel like I get something out of all of them that I at least am semi-involved in. So I said the words supplement your education earlier, And that's like the overarching theme of why I think you should get involved in clubs is because you only learn so much in dental school. You learn a lot of the research behind clinical decision making. You learn a lot about the physiology of the body, the biomechanics of different materials or different designs of dentures and You're learning all these technicalities, but you're not really learning any practical skills when it comes to communication, when it comes to leading a team, when it comes to interacting with patients, when it comes to handling the finances of a practice if you want to be an owner, when it comes to doing advanced procedures, because they really just teach you the basics 
because you only have four years, you only have two years in clinic, you don't have that much time to learn how to do everything really well. But what you do have is those hours after school gets out. So you might be in school eight to five, you might get a lunch break, and then you have the weekends. So what do you do with the lunch break? Do you sit in the forum and chat with your friends? That's great. But maybe one day a week you go to a lunch and learn and you learn about veneers because in my case, our school, we don't get taught how to prep veneers or how to do composite veneers. But with that CDS CE course, I got to practice it. Granted, mine looked terrible, but better to do it terrible on a typhodont than try to learn how to do it at a CE for the first time ever. At least I will have had some experience, and I got the tips from the professional that are always going to be in the back of my mind now when I work on that skill. So it really does add to what you're learning in school. And that kind of leads into my next reason is that you get to really personalize. Like what do you want to learn? What kind of dentistry do you want to do? Like the clubs I might in might might be in, maybe they aren't interesting to you at all. Maybe you want to go into public health dentistry or you want to be a lecturer, like a teacher, but there's clubs for that too. Or you want to be involved in a club for your culture or your heritage. There's clubs for that too. So I just encourage you to kind of attend your school's student org fair and try to get involved in a couple things that you think are going to add to what you want to get out of dental school. And they're going to add to making you a better dentist, whatever kind of dentist you want to be when you graduate. The next thing that I think a lot of us forget about by the time we're in dental school is community service. I mentioned in the intro I'm finally getting back into volunteering through ASDA now that things with COVID are getting a little bit better here and there, you know. We're able to start doing more volunteering in the community. And I think that helps re-motivate me personally, reminds me why I'm in healthcare at all, what my goals are, what my passions are, how I want to spend some of my free time even when I'm a clinician still donating services, whether it is cooking a dinner or it's dental services, whatever it may be. And I also think that clubs allow you to dive deeper into your passions. I was kind of just mentioning that with community service, but if you really love kids, like give kids a smile day, that's through the American Association of Pediatric Dentistry, our chapter at the dental school. I'm not in it. Anyone could have volunteered, but they're the ones that organized and planned it all. So if you're really passionate about kids, there's an org for that. There's a way to get involved. And doing the service events, doing the hands-on events, hearing from practicing dentists through ASDA, or hearing from all these different opportunities about life after graduation really, really, really motivates me to get through the tough classes, the stressful classes, the annoying classes, whatever kind of class it is, makes it easier for me to study because I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if you're just locking yourself in your room after school and studying nonstop, I feel like you're going to be miserable. You're going to lose sight of your vision and your why you want to even be in dental school in the first place. And it can be really isolating and lonely and dark. But getting involved gets you back into the community. It gets you connected with alumni. gets you connected with practicing dentists in whatever area you want to be. So they're like mentors. They're people you can look up to. They're people that just give you 
guidance and something to look forward to because dental school is really hard but being in these orgs allows you to have a brighter outlook because you know what's coming and you're getting more prepared for that day that leads into the next thing which is continued self-improvement and leadership skills if you do choose to run for executive board and you do get elected I feel like I am still growing so 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 much through my podcast and YouTube and everything, obviously I'm talking the whole time I'm on these episodes, but through these organizations, especially on a professional level, really, really improving my communication skills, getting to talk to these practicing dentists about how they motivate their team, how they make their team feel inspired to come to work today, to retain their team members when it's such a competitive industry for dental staffing right now. All those things I wouldn't no, I wouldn't know how to be a great team leader in a dental setting if I wasn't in these organizations. And I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect, but I'm certainly better off than the people that have never heard these tips, these experiences. And I think with anything in life, the more exposure you get, then you can pick and choose what you want to bring to the table when you're a dentist, when you're maybe a practice owner, or when you're leading a team. Maybe something this one speaker says totally rubs you the wrong way and you're like I would never want to do that that's okay but now you know what's out there maybe you know that's not the kind of office you want to work in it just allows you to be more prepared when you're making those career decisions down the line and the last thing that I think you tangibly get out of student organizations a lot of times is attending conferences and that round roundabout way speaking brings in all those things I just mentioned. You get those CE courses, you get those connections, you get those leadership skills, you get to dive deeper into your actual interests outside of what you're learning in school. So I've really enjoyed going to conferences, specifically through ASDA, but I'm hoping to go to to some through CMDA, Christian Dental Medical Association, in the coming years before I graduate, as well as there is one for American Association for Women Dentists that I'd like to go to as well. So we'll see if that becomes an opportunity for me. But I love going, meeting dental students at other schools and also meeting practicing dentists. Like that really, really helps me feel like I'm more prepared for the day I'm looking for a job and the day I step foot into a real office. Because every office runs differently. So the more dentists I can talk to, the more prepared I feel. So the last little thing we're going to talk about before we wrap up this episode and I let you know who our amazing guests are next week. Yes, guests, plural. We have a trio, including myself, next week. But I said in the intro, I have an only if or a word of caution statement. And this is just my own opinion, as is everything in this show, pretty much. It's always just my opinion. So my experiences and my advice is always not necessarily right for every person. But I say only join clubs if you're actually going to show up. I don't ever really understand why people become members of things, pay 20, 30, 60, 300 for the dental fraternity's dollars, and then don't get involved in any of the events or go to any of the presentations because then you're not even learning anything. It just puzzles me but I mean everyone has a different outlook on things I guess and I guess some people join they figure oh they have a really cool shirt this year that's worth 25 bucks and they join just for the shirt and then don't ever come to anything but in my opinion if you're gonna join like 
be selective maybe about what you join maybe join less things you have time to go to everything get involved in leadership so that you can put a petition in there for events that work for your classes schedules you can actually go to stuff and the actual last thing is kind of the added benefits the things that I've gotten out of clubs that aren't necessarily a firm point to the club per se so the first thing is mentorship and connections within your school I wouldn't have known a bunch of the d3s and d4s and also the d1s now if I wasn't in these student orgs like that's how I figure out who I want to assist. I look up specific names of people that I'm friends with from these clubs. I also just feel like I have people to look up to and ask questions for with classes or when it comes to eventually taking boards or eventually the job search. Like I have these friends and these connections that they're great personal life friends, but they're also mentors in the profession and dental school. And similarly, outside of my peers, my colleagues, the students, you also get to meet faculty because every student org has to have at least one faculty advisor. But usually there's, for example, with AO, the Dental Society, Dr. Golden is, I don't think, our faculty advisor. She might be, though, but she was an old, a previous member. So that's why she is still involved because she's an alumni member now and a lot of the clubs have, like ASDA has two faculty advisors because it's such a big club. So that's a really great way to meet people in the school or if you're doing one of the specialty clubs because you want to do endo or ortho or peds, you'll get to know the faculty and the residents for that so it's easier for you to go assist in the specialty clinics. Those are just some examples, but it just will make you feel more comfortable in dental school, give you some connections again, maybe for your career, maybe for guidance in a class, like anything. It just gets you connected with people. And I already talked about making friends, so I can skip over that. And the last thing, like how I mentioned conferences, I feel like it's a great chance to get to see new places, whether you're just going to an event at a different dental school that also has this organization or you're even doing just like a joint thing. Like for us, we're Michigan. Then there's also Detroit Mercy. We're the two schools in the state of Michigan. So sometimes we do combined events with them. So you get to go see like downtown Detroit. Maybe we'll go to a Tigers game or something. But there's also the conferences for ASDA that are in Chicago or Louisville this year that I went to or I got to go to California and we went to Columbus. Next year, we're going to go to Cincinnati, Chicago, and then wherever else annual session is, Washington, D.C. Like you get to go to all these places, get really, really, really discounted conference prices compared to when you're a dentist and are paying for all the CE. Usually, the student org or your university will be able to cover a large portion of the cost of attending and going to these places. Usually, the conferences are like during business hours and you have the evenings to explore or there's pre-programmed super fun socials and things. So that's another reason that I think you should get involved and the more involved you are, the more likely you'll be able to go to these conferences if they do have like a limited number of spots. So that's something else to keep in mind. But that's everything I have for this week's episode. Next week, we're joined by two general dentists that I've had on the show before, Dr. Hamza and Dr. Steven. They've both been on for individual episodes, and I brought them back again to have a little joint episode. This is actually their second joint episode. So they've both been on individually, and then they've been on for a joint episode, and now they're on for another joint episode. So it's a very fun conversation all about the ins and outs of life as a dentist. We talk about like paying off debt and investing. We talk about CE. 
We talk about when you finally get comfortable as an associate, all those things. So look forward to that episode next Monday. I probably won't do an intro, just a heads up, because I will be deep, deep, deep into those final exams. And you'll all get an update about how the semester finished up in the D2 winter semester recap that will be up probably the next week so april 25th so thank you all so much for listening this monday and i will talk to you all next week